Shalom, all praises, glory, and honor to Abba Yahweh, Ba'ashem, Yahweh Shai. The Heavenly Father's name is Yahweh, which means he exists. Ba'ashem, which means in the name. Yahweh Shai, which means he is the deliverer who the world ignorantly calls Jesus Christ. The Heavenly Father have given us this truth through the Rakak Wadash, which is the Holy Spirit. And we thank Yahweh Ba'ashem, Yahweh Shai, for his generosity. Peace and blessings to the elect and the remnant which consists of your so-called Negroes, Latinos, Native Americans, as well as the Israelites who look like all the different nations. But your lineage go back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Peace and blessings and Shalom to the family out there. This is HIBN, which stands for Hebrew, Israelite, Biblical News. This is your brother Shalah. And I want to go into the Feast of Dedication, also known as Hanukkah or Hanukkah is how you say it, which is the rededication of the temple. So I'm going to first go into the definition of Hanukkah or Feast of Lights. It's, um, you know, uh, different ways to say it. Again, Hanukkah or Hanukkah, Feast of Lights, Feast of Dedication, which is to commemorate the uh, rededication of the temple and the cleansing of the temple. So let's first get the definition of Feast of Dedication. And this uh, is from BibleGateway.com. And it reads, uh, Feast of Dedication, a feast called the Feast of Hanukkah, celebrated annually by the Jews for eight days to commemorate the cleansing of the temple in Jerusalem after it had been desecrated by the Syrians under Antiochus Epiphanes. And it gives the uh, scriptures where you can read the account, you know, going into the uh, book of First um, Maccabees as well as Second Maccabees in the Apocrypha, which is a part of the Bible. So it's First Maccabees chapter 4, 52 through 59, and then also Second Maccabees chapter 10 verse 5 and there's other uh, accounts of it in other you know uh, chapters in a uh, you know the uh, book of Maccabees <clears throat> Salakia it says the restoration of the worship the restoration of the worship of Yahweh was affected by the Hasmonean now the Hasmonean dynasty it's basically the rulership of uh, Judas Maccabees' family. That's the Hasmonean dynasty. You know that were that was ruling um, in in the land of uh, Israel. It says Judas Maccabees, about 165 B.C., three years after his defilement, the Greco-Syrian Antiochus in his excessive zeal to Hellenize his realm, persecuted the Jews, prescribed their religious observances, and erected an idolatrous altar on the altar of burnt offering in Jerusalem. Because what happened was the heathens, the Greeks, they were sacrificing swine's flesh on the altar. And in the temple, they were actually defiling the temple. They had their uh, false gods uh, set up for worship. 
It was a total defilement of the temple. It goes on to say, um, where heathens were then offered, that's 1 Maccabees 1, 41 through 64, 2 Maccabees 6, 1 through 11, and the, uh, the secular resources in the uh, book of Josephus. That's an actual historical a book that go into the antiquity of the Jews because he was there, you know, Ju uh, Josephus, he was a historian and he actually documented what had happened. It says the Hasmoneans raised the cry of revolt at Modin or Modin and ultimately overthrew the forces of Antiochus. Josephus gives a vivid account Josephus Antiquities and that's uh, what's that uh, 12 5 4 7 4 it says the feast falls on the 20th on the 25th day of Kislev on here it says Kislev was actually Kaslu when you uh, read it in the Apocrypha it says which tallies with December and it says, but not always. So that's going into, you know, the different times, um, the uh, Feast of Lights or the Feast of Dedication can, you know, can be observed. Uh, it's not always on December. You know, you got some camps that observed it, uh, you know, in this month of November. Um, and then some that will observe it in this month of November into December and then some camps they observe it in you know December so it just you know depends on you know what particular uh, school church or camp or you know whatever the Lord puts in your spirit because ultimately we're, we're rehearsing the righteous acts you know the fact is that the Bible tells us the exact time and day because you know you know, so far as the month and in and, and the day itself, but we don't exactly know what day we're in because the heathens, they didn't, they changed the times and laws of pursuing uh, to the book of uh, Daniel that go into the heathens. It says they shall, uh, they shall speak great words against the most high and think to change times and laws. So, you know, again, we're rehearsing the righteous acts, you know, it's a foreshadow of what will actually be in the kingdom, because in the kingdom of heaven, we're, we're gonna uh, we're gonna automatically um, have the laws in our in our hearts, meaning we'll be programmed uh, uh, to have that righteous spirit to keep the laws perfectly, you know. It says um, Joseph Josephus designated it the Feast of Lights. The Apostle John called it the Feast of Dedication, and that's in the book of uh, John, chapter 10, verse 22, which is going into Yahawashai, who the world ignorantly calls Jesus Christ. He was observing the Feast of uh, Lights, the Feast of Dedication. And, it, and in that scripture, it also uh, says that it was winter as well. So we, we're going to get that when we uh, go into the Word. It says only here in the New Testament. It says, it 
he cor- he correctly states the season of the year showing his familiarity with the Jewish customs. It says the Jews have named it the Feast of Maccabees and the and and then it's going into the Talmud, which we don't go into that Talmud. That's the that's the Ishis uh book, which is a I'm talking about the Talmud. The Talmud is a wicked book that has nothing to do with the Bible and the Apocrypha. That's their, you know, the heathens, the those people that are claiming to be Jews, the Ishes, you know, the Jewish people, and specifically the uh, Hasidic Jews that are more, um, what you call, um, they're more strict when it comes to, you know, their customs and, and, uh, and you know, the, um, you know, the, the books that they read out of there in the Kabbalah. And they, they also read out of the Torah, but again, they're not the people. You know, that's why you see the reaction from these uh, nations, because we're now at this point getting a lot of uh, publicity. And I don't mean publicity in a way of like, you know, clout chasing. No, the Lord is revealing to the world who we are as a people. And so it's been a lot of talk about the Israelites. You know, you had, uh, what's his name? J- Jason Whitlock, who was a sports commentator, had, uh, had, uh, the, uh, leader of IUIC, uh, Bishop Nathaniel on, um, on, on, th- on that show. And so there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, um, you know, people, uh, talking, you know, especially on social media, you know, but for the most part, it's been, uh, you know, a media blackout cause they don't, they don't want to talk to the, uh, churches, the camps, you know, the teachers and the apostles, you know, the men of the Lord, they don't want to talk, uh, you know, um, Specifically, you know, if they start showing up, you know, trying to interview uh, the different camps and stuff like that, you know, because what's going to happen is that's going to uh, shine a light on these heathens, you know, what, what they've been lying and, and telling people that they're the real Jews. That's why they they have to use slander. They have to use lies. They have to use that all uh, too common uh, anti-Semitic, you know, go-to, you know, uh, uh, accusation. Everything is anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic this, anti-Semitic that. It's all to keep you brothers and sisters from researching because you don't have to believe anything we say. The Bible says that let every man be persuaded in his own mind. So you have to be persuaded you know, you have to get this on your own. So all we can do is just, you know, uh, read, thus saith the Lord. And if the Lord, you know, uh, put the spirit on you to, to receive it, then you're going to receive it. No matter what anybody try to say, even if it's your family coming, you're not going to, um, you know, uh, let anybody deter you from seeking the Lord, you know. So that's pretty much it, you know. Um, that's the feast of dedication. So we're gonna go into the book of Second Maccabees, 
chapter 10. And we're going to start at verse 1. And it reads, Now Maccabeus and his company, the Lord guiding them, recovered the temple in the city. This is talking about when uh, Judas Maccabees and his brethren, you know, the, the armies of Israel, uh, you know, basically ran the uh, Greeks out of Jerusalem. So they, they recovered the temple in the city. It says, but the altars which the heathen have built in the open street and also the chapels they pulled down. So they, the uh, Judas and, and his company, they knocked down all of those uh, altars because the heathens, they were sacrificing uh, unlawful foods to their false gods. You know, they were worshiping Zeus and the other uh, Greek gods. Verse 3, and it says, And having cleansed the temple, they made another altar and striking stones. They took fire out of them and offered a sacrifice after two years and set forth incense and lights and showbread. So they had to um, pull down that altar and they made a new altar. It says, this is verse four. It says, when that was done, they fell flat down and besought the Lord that they might come no more into such troubles but if they sin any more against him that he sh that he himself would chasten them with mercy and that they might not be delivered into the blasphemous and barbarous nations so they were uh praying praying to the heavenly father yahweh that you know if they did sin as a nation that the lord would chastise them with mercy you know to have, um, you know, uh, in so many words, ha having that, uh, having the tender mercies that was given to Ken, uh, King David, you know, verse five, and it says, now upon the same day that the strangers profaned the temple on the very same day, it was cleansed again, even the five and 20th day of the same month, which is Caslu, which is going into the Feast of uh, Lights the feast of dedication so it's a, a commemoration of the cleansing of the temple again it's even the 5 and 20 20th day of the month of the same month which is Kaslu and they kept the eight days with gladness so in order to um, um, observe the uh, the feast of lights uh, it, it is a specific way we're to do it, you know. So it's a day celebration. It's a feast, so it's a it's a it's a day or feast days of gladness or mirth, happiness, as as much as possible. You know, we're we're still in the land of of our uh, enemies. You know, we're being oppressed. You know, on every side, but nonetheless, this is a memorial. So, you know, uh, keeping it eight days with gladness as in the Feast of Tabernacles. So it's the same same way, you know, during the Feast of Tabernacles, the uh, Feast of Booths, which which we had not too long ago, 
you know, and we're, again, we're rehearsing the righteous acts, you know, so you do your best, the best of your ability to observe uh, the high holy days. So it was, you know, during that time it was feasting, you know, day of, you know, days of gladness. It says when they were, when they wandered in the mountains and dens like beasts, it says, therefore, they bear branches and fair bows and palms also and sang psalms unto him that they had given them good success, good success in cleansing his place. It says, they ordained also by a common statute and decree that every year those days should be kept of the whole nation of the Jews. So it's a, it's a memorial, you know, it's a commandment to keep these high holy days and notice that in our time here in Babylon, they know they never taught us these, uh, holy days. It was always their holidays, you know, Christmas, you know, the, the last holiday, which was Thanksgiving. They want us to, to uh, partake in those idolatrous customs uh, which are not biblical. So now that we're coming into who we are as a people, these nations, they have a problem with us serving the Lord, just the same way that the Greeks did, the Romans, because in the uh, ancient times, you couldn't even prof profess to being a Jew. You had uh, women that were put to death because they were keeping the law, statutes, and commandments, you know. But they chose death before, you know, uh, diso you know, disobeying the Most High. Verse 9, and it says, And this was the end of Antiochus called Epiphanes. Let's see. So yeah, I'll, you know I'm a um, I'm gonna make this uh, lesson is uh, you know not not a long lesson. So what you need to do uh, read Second Maccabees, really read you know the the whole First Maccabees, Second Maccabees, but definitely to go into um, the Feast of Dedication, just read. Second Maccabees chapter 10, you know, from uh, one all the way to uh, 38. Let's see. And so let's go to the book of first Maccabees chapter four. So this is going into, you know, the war that took place uh, prior to um you know, the temple being cleansed. So this is first Maccabees chapter four, and we'll start at verse one. It says, then took Gorgias 5,000 footmen and, and a thousand of the best horsemen and removed out of the camp by night to the end. He might rush in upon the camp of the Jews and smite them suddenly, and the men of the fortress were his guides. Now when Judas heard thereof, he, he himself removed, and the valiant men with him, 
that he might smite the king's army, which was at M. Meus, Salak, if I'm not saying it right, M. M. Meus. It says, or M. Maus, Salak, it says, while as yet the forces were dispersed from the camp, it says, in the mean season came Gorgias by night into the camp of Judas, and when he found no more there, he sought there he set he sought them in the mountains and he and said Salaki, I'm I'm kind of um messing up right now. Bear with me, okay? Cause I <laughs> I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm trying to get through this. It says for for said he these fellows flee from us. It says but as soon as it was day, Judas showed himself in the plain with 3,000 men, it says, who nevertheless had neither armor nor swords to their minds. It says, and they saw the camp of the heathen, that it was strong and well harnessed and compassed round about with horsemen. And these were expert of war. Verse 8, it says, Then said Judas to the men that were with him, Fear ye not their multitude, neither be ye afraid of their assault. See, this is going into how the the heathens' armies, you know, they would have, you know, uh, weaponry, you know, they would be expert, you know, uh, at warfare, you know, but the Israelites, you know, at times were always the underdog. It was always trusting in the Lord. It was always trusting in Yahweh, you know, not in the strength of the bow, but the strength of Yahweh, Bashem, Yahweh Shai. That's why Judas reminded them to fear not. Don't fear that multitude, you know, same way that King David didn't fear Goliath. He, t he told uh, Goliath that the Lord would deliver Goliath into his hands. And is that, that's exactly what happened. It, verse 9 says, Remember how our fathers were delivered in, the, uh, delivered in the Red Sea when Pharaoh pursued them with an army. So he was, uh, Judas was reminding those Israelites, you know, before they was about to go in battle, look what the Lord did to the uh, Pharaoh's army when the Israelites went through, was delivered through the Red Sea. It says, Now therefore, let us cry into heaven, if preadventure the Lord will have mercy upon us and remember the covenant of our fathers and destroy this host before our face this day. So they was praying, praying to the Heavenly Father, praying to Yahweh, you know. It says, so that so all the heathen may know that there is one who delivereth and saveth Israel. Then the strangers lifted up their eyes and saw them coming over against them. Wherefore, they went out of the camp to battle, but they that were with Judas sounded their trumpets. So they joined battle 
and the heathens, being discomforted, fled into the plain. So, you know, the uh, the Lord put the spirit on Judas, you know, and the, and the rest of, the, uh, you know, Israel, you know, the army of Israel. The Lord put the spirit on them, which brought fear into the heathens. It said that the heathens was discomforted and they fled into the plain. Howbeit all the hen, the hindmost of them were slain with the sword. So those that were, you know, kind of, you know, straggling along, you know, in the back, they were slain with the sword because, you know, uh, you had, you know, basically the heathens run. They were fleeing. They were retreating. It says, for they pursued them into Gazara and into the plains of Idumea, which is another way to say Edom. That's the Greek word of saying Edom, Idumea. And, and Azotus and Jemnia, so that there were slain of them upon a 3,000 men. Verse 16, it says, this done, Judas returned again with his host from pursuing them and said to the people, be not greedy of the spoil inasmuch as there is a battle before us and Gogias and his hosts are here by us in the mountain. But stand ye now against our enemies and overcome them. And after this, ye may boldly take the spoils as Judas was Yet speaking these words, there appeared a part of them looking out of the mountain. Who, when they perceived that the Jews had put their host to flight and were burning the tents for the smoke that was seen, declared that was done. When therefore they perceived these things, they were sore afraid and seeing also the host of Judas in plain ready to fight. They fled every one into the land of strangers. So they burnt out too. They fled too. It says, then Judas returned to spoil the tents. There they got much gold and silver and blue silk and purple of the sea and great riches. So they got the, you know, the spoils of war. You know, they spoiled their uh, tents. You know, took took out, you know, what, what was... Uh, the uh, heathen substance. It says, after this, they went home and sung a song of thanksgiving and praised the Lord in heaven because it is good because his mercy endureth forever. Thus, Israel had a great deliverance that day. Let's see. Bear with me. Let's see. Okay, so let's go down to verse, let's see, let's start at um, 36. Then said Judas and his brethren, behold, our enemies are discomforted. Let us go up to cleanse and dedicate the sanctuary. Upon this, all the hosts assembled themselves together and went up into Mount Sion. And when they saw the sanctuary desolate and the altar profane and the gates burned up and shrubs growing in the courts 
as in the forest or in one of the mountains, yea, the priest's chambers pulled down. So when they when they went to the altar, when they went or when they went to the sanctuary, they saw that it was profane, you know. They also saw that the courtyard was unkept, you know, to the point where it looked like a forest, you know, like, you know, you know, when you uh cutting grass or whatever like that, you know, say in the summertime and you don't you don't cut or trim you know, uh, your yard or whatever like that, or if you got concrete and that, that, that stuff will grow quick. So in the, uh, courtyard, because the heathens had defiled the temple and they just totally disrespected it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't groomed. It wasn't kept, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, uh, Israelites that were, that were responsible for, you know, the upkeep, they they weren't there because the heathens were, you know, they took over it. So it says in the shrubs growing in the courts as in the forest or as in ones of the mountains, yea, and the priest chambers pulled down. So the priest chambers was pulled down too, you know. It was just, you know, basically uh, ransacked and again unkept because the heathens had defiled it. It says they rent their clothes and made great lamentation and cast ashes upon their heads. So... It was very distraught, you know, to the point where they rent their clothes. And you know what it means to rent your clothes? Basically, it means to, like, uh, tear tear your shirt, you know, your garment. Just like, you know, you, like, uh, remember Michael Jackson, like how he would say, oh, and he would uh, rip his shirt. That's what we did in the ancient times when we were lamenting, you know, ripping ripping a garment. That's what it means to rent, uh, rent their clothes. I read it again. It says they rent their clothes and made great lamentation. So they lamented and cast ashes upon their head. So they took ashes, you know, and placed over their head. That's a sign of mourning. That's why the scriptures say Judith mourned the gates there of language. They're black into the ground. That's a, that's the sign of mourning. We're, we, we're, we're the Israelites, the so-called Negroes, Latinos, Native Americans, when it says Judah mourning, if you're talking about the tribe of Judah, we're in mourning, you know, because our, our gates are languished, meaning we have no leadership the same way that the heathens uh, went in our land and defiled, defiled the temple. And they, they pretty much, you know, um, disrespected the Holy Land, you know, in so many words, you know, the gates there of languish, we're, we're, we're totally disrespected, you know. The, the heathens have uh, defiled our land because they're over there now. The true people of, of God is not over there. The, that's the time of the Gentiles. You know, Israel shall be trodden underfoot until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So the heathens, they're in our land. So they're in their dispensation of time of, of, uh, of Israel being trodden underfoot, you know. Verse 40 says, and they fell down flat to the ground upon their faces and blew an alarm with the trumpets and cried toward heaven. Then Judas appointed certain men to fight against those that were in the fortress until he had cleansed the sanctuary. So they were still in battle, but, you know, he had them fight 
you know, um, in that area where the fortress was until he had a chance to cleanse the, the uh, sanctuary. It says, so he chose priests of blameless conversation, such as had pleasure in the law, who cleanse the sanctuary and bear out the defiled stones into a uh, unclean place. So they took out all those defiled stones and, and removed them, you know, removed them into an unclean place. Because remember, these heathens, they were sacrificing pig. You know, that's an unlawful food. A lot of our people there, they're partaking in eating pig, you know, uh, this last Thanksgiving, you know, maybe some of you out there that just now knowing that you're an Israelite, you might have just ate some chitlins for Thanksgiving. That's an unclean animal. You're not to eat that. And Christianity, which is so demonic, actually teach our people that that uh, that they can eat any kind of unclean food. They'll go to the scripture of called no thing uncommon or unclean, and that justify in their eyes of eating foods that's unlawful. That's 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 not um you know that's not of the Lord. You know, to to uh you know basically use the scriptures to justify eating unlawful or unclean foods that the Lord forbid us to eat. So these heathens, they were sacrificing pig and other un unlawful creatures and and just doing horrible things uh, in the temple, worshiping their false gods, and they had temple prostitutes and stuff like that. They were doing all kind of abominations. It says, and when they, and, and when as they consulted what to do with the altar of burnt offerings, which was profane, they thought it best to pull it down, lest it should be a reproach to them. So they weren't going to, uh, the Israelites, you know, Judas, Maccabees, they weren't going to, um, you know, uh, defile the temple by leaving that, um, that altar. So they had to pull it down because it's a reproach of the heathens. You know, it says, because the heathen have defiled it, it says, wherefore they pulled it down. It says, and laid up stones in the mountain of the temple in a convenient place until there come a prophet to show what should be done with them. It says, then they took whole stones according to the law and built a new altar according to the former and made up the sanctuary and the things that were within the temple and hallowed the courts. They made also new holy vessels and into the temple they brought the candlestick and the altar burnt offerings and of incense and the table and upon the altar they burned incense and the lamps that were upon the candlestick they lighted that they might give light in the temple, which is the rededication of the light or the rededication of the lights, the seven golden candlesticks, you know, um, or the seven lampstands, you know, or the menorah that, that was the relighting of, of the temple, you know, to give light to the temple. 
So the seven uh, candlesticks that spiritually it represents the seven churches. When you go in the book of Revelation chapter 1, 13 through 15, the seven candlesticks that represents the seven churches, you know. So now uh, the, the, the temple itself, we are the temple. We're, we're those lively stones, you know, the, the, the temple that's not made uh, with hands because the heathens, the, you know, they actually believe uh, of, a, you know, a third temple being built. But the third temple is 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 the uh, the men of the Lord that's that's being built up. Spiritually, and then eventually, you know, uh, the Israelites will be in the Holy Land when the Lord returns. But the, the temple that's being built up is, is, the, is the men, you know, the lively stones. Further, furthermore, they set the loaves upon the table and spread out the veil, uh, veils and finished all the works which they had begun to make. Now on the five and twentieth day of the ninth month, which is called the month Caslu, in the hundred forty and eighth year, they rose up betimes in the morning and offered sacrifices according to the law upon the new altar of burnt offerings which they had made. Look at what time and what day the heathen had profaned it, even in that was it dedicated with songs and saturns and harps and cymbals. So it's a, a feast, you know, a joyous occasion, you know, with music. That's where you get the, the, uh, the songs and the saturns and the harps and the cymbals. It says, then all the people fell upon their faces, worshiping and praising the God of heaven who had given them good success and so they kept the dedication of the altar eight days and offered burnt offerings with gladness and sacrificed the sacrifice of deliverance and praise. So it's a, a holy days of eight days of gladness, you know, burnt offerings, which is, you know, basically um, cooking food, you know. Um, you know, it's a time to, to re remember what happened, how the Lord delivered the Israelites out of that situation. You know, the heathens had came in, they defiled the temple and, um, and pretty much, uh, were oppressing the Israelites and the Lord put the spirit on Judas Maccabees and his brothers to, uh, defeat the, uh, the Greeks and run them out of, uh, Jerusalem. They decked also the forefront of the temple with crowns of gold and with shields and the gates and the chambers they renewed and hang doors upon them. So what they did was they uh, they decked the temple with crowns of gold, with shields, you know, basically decorations and gates and the gates and the chambers they renewed and uh, hang doors upon them. So they, you know, basically remodeled everything. It says, thus was there a very great gladness among the people for that the reproach of the heathen was put away. So the reproach of the heathen was put away. And so it was a, 
It was a day of great gladness. It says, moreover, Judas and his brethren with the whole congregation of Israel ordained that the days of dedication of the altar should be kept in their season from year to year, from the space of eight days, from the five and twentieth day of the month of Kaslu, with mirth and gladness. So it, it's eight days with, uh, you know, celebration of feast with mirth and gladness. Now within those, um, you know, eight days, you're going to have a, a, uh, a Shabbat or, or a Sabbath. So during that time, you're going to observe the Sabbath service, you know, during, during that, um, during that time period. It says at, at that time, also, they built it up the Mount Zion with high walls and strong towers round about, lest the Gentiles should come and tread it down as they had done before. So just like any kingdom, you're going to you're going to have, you know, high walls, you know, to uh, basically keep any kind of uh, opposition out. You know, there ain't nothing wrong with having borders, you know. It says, and they set there a garrison to keep it and fortify Bethsura to preserve it, that the people might have a defense against Idumia. So it was it was about, you know, protecting, you know, our homeland and keeping the Edomites out, you know. Let's see. So let's go to St. John chapter 10 going into how our lord yahweh shai he um he kept the feast of dedication so we're going to go to uh again first uh the book of saint john chapter 10 and we'll start at 22 and it says and it was at jerusalem the feast of dedication and it was winter so this is the words of Yahweh Shai because it's in the red letter. And Yahweh Shai walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt if thou be the Hamashiach or Christ? Tell us plainly. Yahweh Shai answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. So this is Yahweh Shai rebuking those men because they were, you know, trying to, you know, uh, you know, basically grill the Lord, you know, asking him, you know, certain things, you know, really trying to trip him up in his words. But he told him, you know, look, the works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. So let's see. Let's go. Okay. Bear with me. So let's go to uh, the book of Second Maccabees, chapter six, and this explains what the heathens was doing. You know, in you know, in Jerusalem, in you know, the temple. You know, they were, you know, worshiping their false gods. So this is, again, Second Maccabees chapter 6. 
and we'll start at verse 1. It says, Not long after this, the king sent an old man of Athens to compel the Jews to depart from the laws of their fathers and not to live after the laws of Yahweh. So the um, the heathens, you know, you know the the you know basically the the king of these heathens, you know, uh, as it says, sent an old man of Athens, which is Athens, Greece, and he was sent to try to compel the Jews, try to persuade the Jews to depart from keeping the law, statutes, and commandments, the laws of of our fathers. It says, and not to live after the laws of Yahweh. It says. And to pollute also the temple in Jerusalem and to call it the temple of Jupiter Olympias. So they wanted the Israelites to, you know, to call the temple after a false god, after Jupiter Olympias, and that in Gerizim of Jupiter, the defender of strangers, as they did desire that dwelt in the place. It says, The coming in of this mischief was sore and grievous to the people so the Israelites they were grieved it was grievous because it was mischievous what these heathens was doing it says for the temple was filled with riot and reveling and reveling by the Gentiles who dallied with harlots and had to do with women within the circuit of the holy places and besides that brought in things that were not lawful it says the altar also was filled with profane things which the law forbiddeth. So they basically uh, just really defiled the temple, man. As it says, filled with riot and reveling by the Gentiles. So they were they were doing all kind of abominations in it, man. They had harlots, you know, temple prostitutes. They were... Um, you know, of course, sacrificing unlawful foods, you know, or unlawful flesh, you know, animals like pigs and every other thing that was basically in mockery, you know, what the heathens was doing. It says, the, I'll read five again. It says, the altar also filled with profane things which the law forbiddeth, neither was it lawful for a man to keep Sabbath days or ancient fasts or to profess himself at all to be a Jew. So they made it where uh they made they made it where the um the Sabbath day was was unlawful. Like you couldn't keep the Sabbath. You know, it was like you were persecuted for keeping the Heavenly Father's law, statutes, and commandments and couldn't fast. Or you can even profess to being a Jew. You know, like now, uh, in, in this modern time, we, we're, we're professing that we're the Jews and then you have people that's, that's telling us that we're anti-Semitic. So that it, it's, it's, it's that same wicked spirit uh, of the heathens that want to uh, keep us from our our heritage, our culture, our nationality. It says, and, and in the day of the king's birth every month, they were brought by the bitter constraint to eat of the sacrifices. And when the fast of Bacchus was kept, the Jews were compelled to go in procession to Bacchus carrying ivy. So they were, they were trying to get us to, to worship their false gods. 
and and they they were they were doing that you know so far as the um the israelites you know that were uh that didn't keep their integrity you know because you had israelites that that kept their integrity you know and then you had israelites that didn't where where they uh you know they basically capitulated you know but then you had some of us you know in those ancient times that even chose death you know before disrespecting or or, or being a um you know uh, an idol worshiper i read that again it says and in the day of the king's birth every month they were brought by the bitter constraint to eat of the sacrifices and when the fast of Bacchus was kept, the Jews were compelled to go in procession to Bacchus carrying ivy. It says, moreover, there went out a decree to the neighbors, the neighbor cities of the heathen by the suggestion of Ptolemy against the Jews that they should observe the same fashions and be partakers of their sacrifices. So it was a decree by Ptolemy. You know, it was a in a law. You know what I'm saying? It was an actual law that the uh, Israelites or the Jews had to observe the same fashions of the heathens. It says, "And worse, and so, and whoso would not conform themselves to the manners of the Gentiles should be put to death." Then might a man have seen the present misery. You know, so in the ancient times, our people, they were put to death, you know, for keeping the law, statutes and commandments. That's what the whole Christian persecution happened. You know, during the time of the Romans, you had Israelites that were followers of Christ. That's where the, that's where you get the word uh, Christian from followers of Christ that chose, you know, death before you know, uh, basically renouncing the Lord. And in these last days, it's going to come a point in time where every man, every woman, every child is going to be, um, in so many words, you know, uh, that hour of temptation, you know, where your life uh, it will be on the line, you know, Cause they, they, the heathens, they're gonna, they're gonna bring back that same kind of persecution. You know, our temptation is going into the mark of the beast, the RFID microchip. That's that's the hour of temptation. Like the Lord, he was in this, um, you know, that time of his, um, what they call it, the the passion of Christ. You know, the the time where. You know, he went through his tribulation. Every every, every Israelite is going to have to go through through that time period, you know. But the Lord is going to be with certain men, certain women, you know. And, um, and you know, so, so some Israelites may be put to death, beheaded. You're going to have some of the elect that's going to be beheaded for the name's sake of Yahweh, Bashem, Yahweh Shai. It says, um, let's see. It says, for there were two women brought 
who had circumcised their children, whom when they had openly led round about the city, the babes handing at their breasts, they cast them down headlong from the wall. So it was just I was just speaking about the you know how you know in in the modern times uh, the heathens they're gonna you know in so many words they're gonna see if you really believe in what you really you know if you really believe in this truth if you really believe in what you say you believe in it's it's gonna come to that point you know so you had this woman who has just circumcised her children. And, you know, she as it says, that she openly, you know, led around about the city. So she had just circumcised her children. That was That's a commandment by the Heavenly Father. They cast them down headlong from the wall. So they, they, threw, they threw them over, you know, over a wall, killed them. It says, and others that had run together into the caves nearby to keep the Sabbath days, Sabbath days secretly. So, yeah, some Israelites that were keeping the Shabbat secretly being discovered by Philip, they were burnt together. So they burnt them, you know, burnt them alive because they had made a conscience to help themselves for the honor of the most sacred day. So they were keeping the Shabbat and they were, you know, basically hiding. But. Uh, they was discovered by Philip and they, you know, they burnt them, you know, burnt them alive. Now I beseech those that read the book that they be not discouraged for these calamities, but that they judge those punishments are to be, or Salakia says, but that they judge those punishments not to be by destruction before the chastening of our nation. So it, what's being read is, is never to be for, you know, you to be discouraged of these calamities. You know, when we read this, it says, but it's for the chastening of our nation because when we done wrong, you know, as a nation, the Lord brought, you know, judgment upon us. You know, this uh, captivity over here, when we're in this situation is because we were disobedient as a nation. We broke the law, statutes, and commandments, you know. It says, uh, for it is a token of his great goodness when, when wicked doers are not suffered any long time but for worth punish. So, you know, it's like an instant judgment, you know, when when we break the law, statutes and commandments, especially in this truth, the Lord, he he brings that judgment quick, you know. And not to say all the time, because the Lord, he chastises, you know, he has uh, mercy and long suffering, you know, and the Lord could, you know, you, you just you never know. That's why. We have to fear the Lord because, you know, it could be instantly or he, the Lord could wait and then just spring it up on you, you know, without mercy and without remedy. And that's something that none of you or, or myself want, you know. 
So that's pretty much it. I won't, I won't read no more. You know, you can read all of Second uh, Maccabees chapter 6, and that's 1 through 31. You know, I suggest just reading all of uh, First Maccabees and Second Maccabees. And um, and that's pretty much it. If you have any uh, questions on the Feast of Dedication, Feast of Lights, uh, just, you know, email me at a new song is song at protonmail.com. Other than that, you know, I hope you brothers and sisters out there are, are um, having a blessed Shabbat because, you know, if you observe the uh, the new moon, you know, based off the new moon, this is the uh, this is the Shabbat, you know. It started uh, yesterday, sundown, and today is December the 1st until sundown uh, today, which, you know, is a lot earlier think uh the sundown yesterday was like around 458 you know around a little bit around that time so it you know shabbat in a little bit you know around that time period but other than that you know you brothers and sisters stay strong you know i want to give all praises glory and honor to abba nawa yahweh bashem yahweh shai and shalom family